Hey guys and welcome to the next episode of the Two Red Chairs podcast. I'm your host Frank and today I have an interesting conversation ahead of us because and quite literally only a few hours ago I reached out to my next guest Mia from IDLO who had put up a post saying that she'd had a particularly bad experience with a Facebook group and I I've had the same experience unfortunately and I said to to me, what happened? I want to know more because I want to know if this is the same experience. Um, and to introduce Mia before we get into it, uh, Mia has her own uh, platform. It's a marketing platform for people to, or her clients to uh, realize their marketing dreams in a DIY kind of sense. It is called IDLO. I'll get Mia to introduce it more at the end of the conversation so you can find a bit more about that. Um, but she has 20 years of experience in this space. She know what She knows what's up more than I do, put it that way. Um, and from a marketing or a branding perspective, I think this conversation will be quite helpful if you do have a community or you are part of a community. I mean, I have one of my own now as well as part of G'day Design Life, and I'm always teetering on the edge of knowing what is the best thing for my community over what's the best interest for me. Um, so Mia, welcome. How are you doing? Very well. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Now, let's get let's, let's let's go back to when was it that this happened? It was yesterday. Yesterday. Okay, so it's pretty fresh, and that's this is exactly why I wanted to do it like today, if we could. So, what happened? You don't we don't need to talk about the specific group or the person that you dealt with, but let's get some context here. Sure. So, I'm a member. I was a member of this Facebook group. <laughs> And I advertised two jobs that I'm hiring for in the group. And the reason why I did that was that I saw that other people had been posting jobs in the group. And then the next morning, um, my post had been taken down and it had been marked as self-promotion, which is is fine. Um, However, I did see a double standard there and... um, Usually I would just scroll on by and not bother just because I have received a crazy amount of applications for this job, but Mm -hmm. I don't know what possessed me. I decided to contact the brand custodian of this Facebook group and just mention very gently that there were some double standards and I screenshotted some examples. Um, The conversation then turned to the fact that she was using the group to advertise jobs and she felt she was well within her right to do that because it was her group. And then I think that that's where I have the issue is that Facebook groups are not your groups, they're communities and Mm. marketers need to stop using them like that. Um, Facebook pages are business orientated. We know that. And uh, the algorithm, uh, shows us that that's exactly um, how people are using them. But Facebook groups are supposed to be interest orientated. They're supposed to be for discussions. Um, So uh, I wanted to draw this to her attention um, Mm -hmm. and it ended up very badly. So um, she disagreed that she uh, 
gets to create the rules, but that she doesn't have to follow them. And I, I just have an <laughs> oh ideological, yeah, I just have an ideological problem with that. It's like you get yeah. to make the rules, but yeah. then you also get to follow them. And mm -hmm. look, I have no problem with her advertising in her own group. I don't see why she has a problem with other people advertising jobs in her group. The thing is, is that Facebook groups are usually set up from a marketing perspective to be a member benefit. So, you know, you sign on um, to a subscription, to a product or a service, and as a benefit, you get to access this closed Facebook community. Yeah, it's like that ad extra added value to the experience. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of a better member benefit than a job opportunity. Yeah. Um, so it ended badly in that... Um, uh, she turned a private message into a public humiliation. Oh, and, shit. and then she kicked me out of the group so that I had no right to reply. And this is why I really wanted to have this discussion with you because it just seems like um, we're being silenced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is probably the thing, like, I, I don't want to sit here and be the moral police of what you should and shouldn't do. Like at the end of the day, like the perspective is that I'm the king of the castle. This is my castle. This is my rules. I'll, I'll change my mind. I'll be the Henry the eighth and just off with your head kind of thing. That's not the greatest mentality though. I think to have in a conducive environment as, you know, presenting a group as a community, if that's how it's been presented, if things change over time, be upfront with that. Like that's, that's, I think my perspective here is that if, if you do pivot and this becomes something that does become realistically a job for you to ma maintain, make it as such so that way people's expectations of what they're getting themselves into is realistically conveyed. Um, to have a job, <laughs> to share a job opportunity that uh, quickly, if we rewind as well, what was the purpose of this group? Um, yeah, business of mums who were business uh, owners. Okay. Yeah. So business owners, they might want to hire their own staff, know how to hire people, you know, all, all this kind of thing, or they might not even be a business owner but want to aspire to be or who knows. Yeah. I, I can see a potential there in that if it was for, if you were a business owner and um, you're obviously not going to be looking for a job but you are offering a job there may be and i'll be in devil's advocate here yeah. that there is potential where it, it may not be fitting maybe let's say to the purpose of the group mm -hmm. but to go to the lengths of what has happened and has eventuated out of the discussion that you've had with her is significantly unfortunate yeah um from a a you know, a perception standpoint, like if you named it right now, we named and shamed, which we're not going to do, but if we named and shamed and did that, that for, for that particular group would do irre irrevocable harm that, you know, and you, that's what you're dancing with is if you do call it that, it may leave a bad taste in someone's mouth that will then tell someone else that then will tell someone else that then will tell someone else. And someone's more going to be more, I think at least more, um, motivated to share a negative experience than a positive experience i mean if you had a good experience with this group we wouldn't be talking now mm. um so like if you are a community group or you know you're a mentor or you're a coach or, or whatever there's such a fine line i guess to tre tr tread but realistically it should be a very easy line to tread because you are there for 
the benefit of your member yeah i think so and i've got some tips on how we approach it and how yeah. our people can approach it mm -hmm. um, and no we're not going to name and shame because then that's not going to give her the right of reply and i think that that was really the straw that broke the camel's back yesterday yeah. which was that i wanted to engage in a discussion i wanted to debate the issue mm -hmm. i believe in a marketplace of ideas i i yeah. don't believe in just surrounding yourself with people who agree with you that's mm -hmm. not how we're going to learn and grow and and that's exactly what we need right now is to be open-minded and to learn from other people so that we can learn and grow um, but i just felt very shut down and i don't think that that sends a very good example to um, her community but to other female entrepreneurs like we have yeah. a responsibility I think you do as the the leader of that group like that's what you sign up for really as to be like the pinnacle of whatever you've got below you kind of thing but in terms of my like re respect for this i align it very similarly to you know being a ceo of a business um many ceos are at the top of the food chain but there is a new wave of ceo that i've found and i, I met a bloke that that runs actually i think he's a ceo of um, bridge climb in sydney and he's an American bloke, but runs Sydney Bridge Climb. And he has a very different way where he turns that pyramid upside down. He is at the bare bottom. It's like, how can I help you mm. to be better kind of thing? And if, if every, I guess, community manager or, or owner or admin, whatever you want to call them, um, had that mentality of how can I do better? I'm not going to sleep at night until you are happy. You have got something out of this, whether it's free or not. That's what I'm like consistently thinking about with my group. I feel bad that I charge people to come into my community. It, it's it's thirty six dollars a year Australian. It's it's less than a case of beer. It's three dollars a month. It's like bargain cheap. But for me, it was just a barrier to entry that to make sure you were serious about engaging in that group. A Facebook group is a little bit different, where it's it's free for all. You can come in. Everybody, all and sundry, can come in. You answer a couple of questions and you're in, kind of thing. Um, I but... think that's a brilliant way of managing the size of a group um, sure. because, and look, this is not an isolated incident. Um, this experience that I had and you had with a community yeah. manager, I'm hearing a lot from people that there is a growing mistrust of Facebook communities. They used to be awesome. You could yeah. go and find your tribe and, you know, other mums trying to hustle business or other designers. And it was a safe space to have a rant. And you could, um, <laughs> you could talk to a designer from another, from another part of the world and just say, Oh, how do you deal with this tricky client? You know, um, how would you charge for this? Is this ad hoc? Is this, um, is this out of scope? You know, all of that. It was really, really great. And there are still some amazing Facebook communities. Like, oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No Future doubt. Women yeah. is one of them. But again, you pay to go in. It's a dollar a week, um, yeah. but it helps keep that community small so that the administrators can um, manage. manage the yeah. group yeah. without over policing it. Um, because one of the excuses that I hear um, from community managers when anyone does say, call them out, like, why did my post get deleted? But yeah. this post didn't get deleted. They're like, oh, we are doing the best we can. Things have slipped through the cracks. Um, you know, this is a huge job. It's like, I'm sorry, but if you've made it, if you've built it, you need to be able to manage it. And I think that that's true for everything. I, I think that that's true for 
Facebook communities, but I also think it's true for your platform. If you are Instagram and you built the Instagram platform, I don't think it's acceptable that there is racism on your platform, but that you just throw your hands up and say, oh, this is bigger than all of us now. Whoa. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, if the community wants to talk about these things, then they rightly should. If you don't want to be a part of that community chat and you're a community member, let's say, and you don't want to be a part of that chat, there's no obligation for you to to put your two cents into that issue or or topic of conversation. Um, Let it play out kind of thing and, and let it be a learning point for somebody or if people butt heads, then, you know, you come in and be a mediator. You don't have to put on your own, you know, I guess, I mean, you can add your own two sets to the conversation, but I think, you know, disagreeing with somebody is fine. You can agree to disagree with somebody, but to take it to the step further, which would escalate the situation into a very sour moment of your community, hopefully becomes a learning point for this individual that you've, you know, engaged with here, but it doesn't sound like it probably will be. Um, because I think you're completely right. You don't need to swing at every ball. And that's it. And I had, this was my experience that I had with a, a Australian based group that was, you know, for freelancers, um, of all kind of types, not just, you know, designers like myself. And my con the context for me was that I was, um, in the throes of setting up my business. So I hadn't actually set up my business. This was a couple of years ago and I was learning like everything possible about business, about, um, legal stuff, accountancy, like so everything was just fresh and it was all very good and valid information. And so when people were asking in the group about certain questions about, you know, contracts, like all the standard kind of stuff that everyone has problems with. And I had the answer because I'd come across that problem in creating my contract or if it was my counting stuff or whatever. And this particular, and I was like, I was like a fiend on this a group, not replying to everything in it, but, just like trying to absorb problems, learn from problems, learn from other people to get their perspectives. And they, these particular admins weren't happy that I was offering this advice that I wasn't a legal advisor or I wasn't a financial advisor or I wasn't a HR person or whatever. It's just like, no, 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 I'm sharing my opinions just the same as the rest of your group is sharing their opinions. Why am I different? And then so the person, this individual, they searched me up to make sure that I was a business owner looked up the ABN lookup to see if I had a registered business number or whatever, and then disguised it by saying, oh, I just saw an article about the Australian government deregistering businesses that weren't active. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure you were. You were looking me up to make sure I was legitimate. And that was like kind of the first kind of straw, I think, for her. And then these other ones came up. And then I had a very similar experience to you where someone put up a post that was asking for feedback of a design or something. And me being a designer, I was like, look, I can offer my feedback here, but I know it's a point of this group based on other instances where someone has put up their own work and asked for critique that you've taken it down or you've closed off comments and said, we're not doing design by committee here, which isn't a great way of going about design anyway. It's like throwing meat to a lion's den. Um, You're never going to get good context. And I called it out along with another member and just said, why is this allowed? Why are we having a discussion about this when this is something that you've closed down before or asked people not to do? Why is this still playing out? And it was just this back and forward, back and forward between the admins and it was two different uh, people. And I just said, look, what's the deal here? And then they sent me a message and just said, 
mate, just leave it. Like, let it die. And I was like, let it die? Mm. Let what? This is a discussion here. Why, you know, are you the ruler of all things, you know, great here? And you don't have the answers. You're not offering your answers here. I'm giving a perspective here. This person can take it or leave it. Dil- do their due diligence and take it with a grain of salt kind of thing. You know, they're grown-ups, they're adults, they run a business, they've made the decision to do it. They're in a group that's asking for opinions. I th- Come on. Yeah, I think it really stems from the root problem, which is that they're seeing these groups as their theirs, that yeah. they're entitled to them. And um, they're not seeing them as they're intended, which is to be um, interest-based communities for discussion. And they're using them like they're using a branded marketing channel. Yeah. Um, and the problem with that is, is that people are going to grow very weary of that. They already have, and they're going to start leaving. And then we're not going to have these awesome spaces and people are just going to become disillusioned and not trust these communities. Um, exactly. And I'm already hearing it. People are saying, you know, I post advice, it gets deleted. I, I share ideas, it gets deleted. I'm just not, I'm not engaging with these groups anymore. And I think that that would be a loss. Yeah. I, to be honest, I hear more bad things about Facebook groups, especially than good things. And I don't know whether it's the individual that runs them or just the group dynamic of too many people that just brings the house down kind of thing. Um, I suspect it's a bit of a combination of many different things because I don't think there's no, no point pinpointing it. But if you do have some overarching ruler of all things them, um, then it's not a good and conducive thing. And as you said, like I think it's 100% some kind of underlying mentality that people don't want to say that that's what a group is for but it becomes it very very slowly is something that's improving their brand stead so that way they can push on their products they can push on their affiliate links and all that kind of stuff um and and i see that in so many groups where it's, it's just pushed like it's like a sales channel whereas you may as well just have a facebook page instead and people follow that if that's if you only want to put out your word and not have other people either um, debate that or, or be opposed to it or question it or, or whatever, or add their own two cents in perspective, then you may as well have a Facebook page. Yeah. You may as well just have an Instagram page. It just puts out your verbatim. It's just, it's a sort of a loophole around the algorithm, isn't it? Because if you are in mm. a Facebook group, um, those members are going to see much more of your content than in a public face. So they're using it the wrong way. This is not how Facebook intended for it to be used. Um, and yeah, people are going to flock away from that. So I think it's dangerous from a few perspectives. First of all, it's not good marketing because yeah. um, all marketing should be customer centric. And this isn't good for customers. You withholding employment opportunities from your members because I don't know why, because your jobs, you, you know, you you want to use this group for your pool of, of talent and you don't want to share those people with anybody else. Like you built that community over time and they're your people. Yeah, they, oh, please. They're like, really yeah, exactly. to me. Um, so there's, you know, I don't think that's good marketing and it, you know, we're already seeing um, that sentiment. But then it's also really not good from a, um, a wider community issue because these groups are becoming echo chambers where um, 
it's just full of people who all agree with the same ideologies and um it's just they're just sitting there going yeah yeah you're the best no you're the best and um it's what you'd call in a male centric circle of a circle jerk basically like to be crass i know i'm sorry but it, it, it it's what it kind of feels like it, it just it takes the wind out of anyone else that has like you might this is the thing like you might have the same ideologies of a lot of dif- different things but when it starts to differ mm. about a certain topic and then you know gears get grinded and you're just like um wait a second that what <laughs> and then it all comes down. Yeah. It's crazy. And it seems like they're afraid of that discussion because they're worried it's going to get out of hand and um, that, you know, they're stretched thing in resources. It's not their primary job to police Mm -hmm. this um, and they don't want the discussion, but Facebook groups are for the discussion. So if you can't manage it, don't build it. Um, I've heard recently of a very sad story of a Facebook group for another female entrepreneur um, sort of brand mm-hmm. and um, women of color were posting in the group about um, Black Lives Matters conversations and the administrator not wanting to go there was deleting the posts and that has blown back very badly for her. Um, she, her, thankfully her audience stood up to her and said, no, this is not on. You don't get to control all the conversations. That's that's why Facebook has made it possible for anyone to post in a Facebook group. Sure. Whereas on a Facebook yeah. page, those posts go off to the side, you know, where it's yep. contributor posts. But yep. in a group setting, anyone can run a poll. Anyone mm. can can start a discussion, and they should. Um, and so this particular Facebook group um, saw a mass exodus of her followers, um, and she's had to completely rebuild her empire and go back to her her group with her tail between her legs saying um clearly i was out of line i'm now going to undergo some sensitivity training i'm going to look at recruiting more women of color and ethnicities into my organization so that i can understand this so i think that this may seem a bit sort of silly that i had a run-in with someone yesterday but it's a bigger issue which is maybe why i didn't just walk away yesterday and decided to just, I mean, I, I thought what I saw was a clever, influential woman and we could engage in a very respectful discussion together on an issue um, and that's, that's not, not, so, not Not the case. <laughs> and I think that's the most unfortunate thing is that it, it does, like, if, if it does come to a point where a learning opportunity does happen and they have to walk away with their tail between their legs and come back to the group and just say, look... You know, I fucked up here. Mm. Uh, like, uh, I've done wrong here. And look, to be totally honest with you, I, I did the same thing the other day and not of my own realisation that I was being potentially misogynistic. I was talking about me doing push-ups and that my arms were girly. Oh. And to a few people, that didn't come across as very well received. And I had conversations with those individuals. I advised them that that was my attention at all. I'm talking about myself. I... I think it's far from the point that what I was trying to make was this was about mental health. If I've offended you in some way, I am sorry about that. And then made the point to publicly apologize, not to the persons or people specifically, but if they saw that post and do it of my own accord, not until someone starts going, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, you need to start doing this. Um, 
or so yeah it was the wrong call but to own up to it of your own accord like immediately yeah not not take the time and go mm, nah you're all idiots whatever this is you know totally acceptable um and i got the perspectives of in this that particular scenario from different women people that know me very well some people that know me on a surface level and especially the the people that weren't too happy with what i'd said and I educated myself very, very quickly in that scenario because it was a, a smaller than what the big conversation is that is happening now with Black Lives Matter, but it still was potentially hurtful. Yeah. And I've heard of this same instance that you've seen in this particular other group where that owner of that group didn't take it well and didn't want to have the conversation about what is going on in society at the moment to her detriment. And it, it brings her brand down as well. Mm. Um, and so if, if you're looking at it, like this is the thing, like if you're looking at it, your brand, like your branded, your uh, community as a branded opportunity and you are going in with a false perception of who you are trying to, you know, engage with here and what the conversation is, it is going to be to your branded detriment. Mm. Um, I think like, you need to be really clear about the purpose of your group. Yeah. And, um, you know, just like with your brand, you need to have a very clear brand voice, brand identity and say, okay, I mean, we have a Facebook group um, and it is the place for DIY marketers. So mm -hmm. if the topic is DIY marketing, go for it. Um, this is not a group for... Um, anything beyond that but if you know you want help to DIY your marketing or advice or you want to connect with other people DIYing their marketing go for it sure. that doesn't have to involve IDLO we are not the solution to everybody's problems yeah. we just there's a lot of responsibility um, to bring these people together and you know you don't have to be the unicorn that rides in and um, yeah. <laughs> saves everyone's day. Yeah, yeah, saves yeah, everyone's yeah. day. You know, um, you're just facilitating this discussion, and it's a beautiful thing because, I mean, let's be honest, community managers benefit greatly from these groups. The algorithm is such that organic reach on Facebook is essentially dead. So mm. the only way you are going to reach people is through Facebook groups. Um, mm. So they're benefiting. They're definitely, um, you know, this is often these groups are filled with their most loyal advocates, their evangelists. There's lots of benefits for the community manager. It just, it, it can't be a one-way street. Mm. Yeah. And this is, this is my thinking, especially with uh, thinking in comparison between the community that I have, have, and we've only got like 15, I think we've got 18 members now as of today, because I did a bit of a push yesterday for it to have some more members. Um, having it such a tight knit thing that everyone's for each other mm. and you know no matter if you're going through an absolute crap time or a really good time or you've got something to share or you've got a problem that you want some advice on everyone is there to help we haven't had an instance yet where people just start disagreeing on things yet and i'm waiting for that opportunity well, not that opportunity that instance to happen to use it as an opportunity to really set the tone for what this group actually is um because if, if it thrives in adversity, then it will thrive at any stage. Mm -hmm. um, whereas you see, like I see a lot of design groups and they're just like, there are thousands of people. Some of them have a hundred thousand people in them. And it's just, like I said before, throwing, you know, meat into a lion's den where you never know what you're going to get back. You could put in something that looked really good. It was very altruistic, like for a greater good kind of thing. 
and then people just tear it apart for whatever reason, which they're entitled to, but more often than not, it's potentially harmful to that person that's put it up. Um, it, it's never really well received, and there's, unless you are somebody that has such a good standing in that community that everyone kind of looks to as a sub-admin or someone like that that you know everyone knows and, and gets, and the admins are in cahoots kind of with. Um, there's so much favoritism, don't you think? You and there is. I think there definitely yeah. is. Yeah. It's the people that show up, obviously, more and more that obviously get the favoritism. That's human nature. I, I, I don't see why that doesn't occur. I think it's just more being open to someone that does come in new, that they do, their opinion is just as valid. That's exactly right. One of the things that happened yesterday was um, when I said that she humiliated me, how did she do that? She called out the mm. number of members I had in my Facebook group versus the number of members mm. in my Facebook group. So oh my God. <laughs> who, who was I, a, a marketing professional of 20 years to, you know, dare question how to run a Facebook group when I only have 230 members and she has 15,000. But by that same logic, Donald Trump must be the most wor worthwhile voice to listen to. I'm sorry, but you do not measure your worth by your social media followers. Exactly. And I, I really feel that this is an abuse of power. Um, yeah. We need to have an opportunity where people can speak truth to power and not get shut down. And this is my concern, I think, as well, for people that do have a following, not just in a, like a, a group kind of community here, but even like a following that do, like, you know, some go viral, some have very quick um, increases in growth of their account. I see it all too often in the design space because everyone puts out, you know, carousel after carousel and they just go, whew, depending on their, their topic of conversation that they, they focus on. It doesn't mean that they're right either. It doesn't mean that they are the person that has all the answers or that they know what they're talking about. They just struck a chord in one way, shape or another and people started listening. They might turn around and be, I don't know, the most racist person ever or the most, you know, controversial person that they've ever come across if they really understood who their personality was they just put on a facade and that's the scary thing about i think social sp media spaces is that you don't really know who you're engaging with half the time or if not most most of the time so to have this is my big takeaway of that experience of being knocked out of the group i was was that i know now that that person doesn't have all the answers mm. nowhere near it and i could easily go back into that group and say hey look at my business now you thought i didn't have a business at all I've grown a business now in two years that has turned over more than I have probably in 10 years. And, you know, here's my middle finger kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, it's a growth point for, I think, the two of us to go through something like this. I hazard a guess you probably will be thinking about this for weeks to come, as I did. But I wonder what would be some points if you are thinking about having a community um, or um, you have one already to keep in mind for what the benefit is to your to your community to your audience to your members whatever it is why start one why have one why you know why 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 basically sure yeah and look um I am less angry with this specific example but more so with the state of discourse in Australia like I I feel like we've lost our way in. Um, in many regards, not just this sure. one particular instance. Um, but yes, I do have some uh, tips from a 
strategic marketing perspective on how to build a community um, that you know is very much a, a community benefit group so um make it as big as you can manage it and no more um, yes. <laughs> um for example like you said put a small fee to it or um access to the group is only for paying customers or just don't overly promote it um like what we do we we just are very you know, we want a small group. Um, so mm. we just don't talk about it all that much. Um, and then as a result, our diehard brand evangelists who follow everything that we say, then they see it and they exactly. want to be part of it. Um, then stop thinking about these groups as an owned channel. It is not an owned channel and think of it as a community. Um, and uh, just because you made the rules doesn't mean that you don't get to follow them and then leading by example i don't think you need a lot of rules if you just set the tone that's your yeah. job is you set the tone i mean yes we have a much smaller facebook group but we've never had an issue just because you know we we lead by example i think um on that point though as well this is my biggest red flag for seeing a Facebook group is if when you go in, into a Facebook group, especially a private one, before you go in there, you see like page rules or whatever. Mm. If there is a page rule set that is a laundry <laughs> list, like a shopping list of both Aldi, Coles and Woolies mixed together, that's some serious red flags being thrown up because there is some problems in that group that just can't be solved. Yes, I agree. Um, another tactic that I've seen... Um, is that they do sort of like a spring clean every oh, couple gotcha. of months and they'll say, all right, if you're interested in staying in this group and you're still engaging, Post this comment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a huge fan of that, but it is a way yeah. of keeping the group small. Um, but I completely agree with you that if you need to go to town with the rules and then over police it, I don't mm. think you've done a good enough job at setting the tone of the group or the group has just become way too big and it's not contained. Bring it back mm. to the core purpose of the group. Make it smaller, yeah. break it off into smaller groups and go, all right, we tried to be too many things. This, we're gonna have a branch here, um, which is just for DIY marketing. This one is for DIY accounting. This one is for DIYing your something else. Exactly. Um, that's 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 the that's why I didn't choose a Facebook group. Yeah. I, I found this other platform, Mighty Networks, that does allow you to kind of silo the conversations where necessary if needed. It hasn't got there yet because the group isn't that big. If it did, if it did ever get to that big, I would take people and not move them into there, but move those discussion points into places that are a bit more specific and tailored. Yeah. So that way, it just doesn't become a big loss of you know, huge amount of information. I quickly want to go back to that other point you made about spring cleaning, mm. like a better way of doing that. And just, this was off the top of my head immediately was creating content that is engaging, like more engaging than just saying, you know, how's everyone's week going? What's your week goals or whatever. Like having something that's a bit more engaging rather than threatening to throw people out yeah. of your group that have chosen to be there um, by saying, if you don't comment now, I'm going to kick you out kind of thing. Yeah. What is that? That is, that's it's like not good me. for introverts. I mean, I'm a raging no. extrovert, so that's okay for me. I also spend yeah. a great deal of time on social media because I'm a marketer, but there mm. are people that only do it 
you know, on the weekends or they're, sure. they're only on social media for 15 minutes a day. And I'm very envious of those people. Yeah. And some people just want to sit back and watch. Yes. Like I, I was, I was, I saw a post, a story. I don't know if you know Jara, she's from a girl named Jara from socials by Jara or SBJ studios. Yeah. And she was talking about her business turning two, which is fantastic for her. She's a young girl. She's doing so well. And, um, she had someone reach out on her second birthday to say, I've been following you from day one, but this person had never interacted with her ever in a comment. Might've liked a post maybe here or there, but nothing to show her interest in Jara or Jara's business. And she was like, you're never going to know ultimately who is listening um, unless they comment or like, but it doesn't mean someone isn't listening either. Someone could be very dormant, but still just observing, listening, watching. And that's the way that they operate. Yeah, absolutely. I've had that too, where someone has emailed me with a speaking opportunity and said, I've been following you for ages. I love what you do. And um, I need, you know, I wanted a speaker for my marketing, um, my marketing talk. And I instantly thought of you. I'm like, I don't know who you are. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, sure you have kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. This is very exciting, but... um, (laughs) You know the the Facebook name is different from their actual name, or and I'm just like okay, and it just goes to show exactly yeah. what you said that um, you know just because who as you, as you mentioned earlier, the people who are going to comment, other people are going to be like oh you know definitely, and I've got your back, and I can't believe this happened to <laughs> yeah. you. But what about the part of your community that is feeling marginalized? Is like actually I don't think that you handled that that well. Um, they need an opportunity, a way to be able to mention that to you without. Yeah, fear of retribution, basically. Yeah, exactly. In this instance, retribution, but like ramifications really of. Getting thrown out of a group because you disagree yeah. with her. Um, exactly. Yeah, I think you really need to have an open door or open messenger browser um, policy where you say, mm-hmm. look, if I say anything that you don't agree with i really need you to call me out on it um Mm. you know i don't profess to know everything so you know i i think that that's a much better way of handling yeah i think that comes with the territory of putting yourself out publicly in general anyway like if you're not prepared to handle somebody coming back at you with something that they disagree um on with you specifically you need to be prepared to handle that. If you're not, then you shouldn't be probably operating something like this. Yeah, that's true. Um, exactly like you did with your um, arm comment. You yes. spoke and you didn't try to um, make excuses or cover it up or, you know, you just said, I misspoke. Okay. And uh, yeah, people, if you, I think that if you own your mistakes, they are so human. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, if you wanted to look at it from a brand perspective, if you're all about your business and your brand and effectively that page of mine is my business, I can't let that die because of one, you know, unfortunate word that I would use that offends people. Mm-hmm. It, it does so much better for me and my business to go back and call myself out basically and say, you're an idiot kind of thing and, and be open and honest. A lot of people can't do that. And maybe that's their personality, that's their nature, that they have a bit too much pride, whatever it is. But I think it perpetuates itself more so in a Facebook group because it's not as public, let's say. It is a bit more confined to that particular group. And people can say whatever they want. You can be a he said, she said kind of thing. But 
you know what's up though that's the thing yeah maybe people don't put their foot in their mouth as much as i do i'm very I mean, I, I hear, and I don't, I don't want it to say this is a female's Facebook specific problem either, but the the females that I do, women that I do talk to about their interactions with like boss mum kind of, you know, mentality type groups, is there just a, a free for all of either negativity or that's not good enough or or this and that and it just doesn't sound conducive really at all for the people that are in it kind of thing and it's not fostering a great you know relationship either with your members or between your members um that is there for the purpose that it is to be you know boss mums boss women whatever it is are you saying um, that women are control freaks? I don't know what you're talking about. No, because men would be exactly the same as well because the, the, the one, the Facebook groups that I'm a part of are predominantly more male skewing, I guess you could say, because they're, I mean, basically their admins are ma- males and probably I would have to guess 70% of them would be males, just the same as I attract 70% males on my Instagram accounts. Um, that it's a male skewing conversation. So there's a bit of tension there a lot of the time because... You know, men are pretty out outspoken when it comes to something. I don't like that. That that's that's fucking shit. You know, whatever. Um, and are totally abrasive in that way in some respects. Um, but I, I don't hear good. This is the thing for both for both gender. I don't think it's a gender conversation here, but it, it's there's just nothing really conducive if it's a siloed affair of either. A conversation that you want to have or if it's a silo of a demographic that you have um if you could i think that would you agree that the point is to maybe have something that's open and honest conversation throughout have a pinpointed target of what you what what the group's purpose is but still allow it to go in whatever direction kind of like a tree yeah. tree wants to go upwards but let it branch out kind of for god's sake absolutely yeah and you don't get to um, yes, you can set the group's purpose, but you can't then be like, oh, this is now going in a way that I don't want it to go. It it has to naturally evolve. Um, mm. You know, you you can't be in control of every conversation. Um, yeah, I really think it comes back to not using it as a branded marketing channel, yeah. um, just being interest-based and really... Um, not having to swing at every ball like let some discussions happen let some things go through to the to the keeper um yeah and as long as people are not racist or sexist or rude or you know i think that that's really your only rule is that you know be a decent human being otherwise you're out otherwise please feel free to to talk about anything that you want to talk talk about with regards to this particular purpose Sure. Yeah. What this would might be the, the last point we talk about quickly is if your group does go in a bit of a different direction than what you hope it would. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you steer the ship realistically to make sure it just doesn't start dying a slow death kind of thing where it goes in a very different direction and you say, look, like, is it just coming out openly and honestly and saying, hey guys, I, I've I've let our conversations go the way that they have organically done so. Um, I want to know from your perspective, is this something where you want to keep it going or is, or do we want to rein it back to what the, you know, the North star we had to begin with here was 
this is totally up to you. If it goes away from this, I'm probably not so inclined to keep this particular group going or I'd more prefer to move that way. If you if you don't want to be a part of that, then this is your opportunity. Or, or like, what what does that look like? What what would be, from your perspective, the best way to, to handle that? Well, I mean, in reality, the administrators or the brand custodians are starting about ninety five percent of the conversations in these groups. Um, sure. So I think that it would. I've I haven't heard of a group going in a particular direction that has not been set by um, the administrator. Yeah. Certain discussions yeah. would happen, but that's okay. That's a, not every single thing has to fit with your ideology. That is being quite a control freak. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like just like you need a content strategy for your um, public channel, so your Instagram and your Facebook and your Pinterest, you absolutely need a content strategy for your community. And in many ways, managing a community is a bigger job. So, um, so you know, don't just go and start a Facebook page, uh, a Facebook group, sorry, uh, um, without it um, really thinking about how you're going to manage that, how many hours a week you're going to invest in that, um, because it does come with a great deal of responsibility. So don't just do it because it's like, oh, well, um, Organic reach is down on pages, so I'll just move to a group and I'll just use it exactly the same way. Like that's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's that goes against the the whole the whole point of them. Um, but okay, so for example, our Facebook group are our most of most of them are our customers. They are our most loyal followers. So any investment we make in that group is great investment. You know, we would never talk down to them. Like some of these screenshots that I had, I mean, they were downright rude. I would not speak to anybody like that, let alone someone who I consider to be my most valuable lead. You know, uh, we can turn our Facebook members into customers if they're not already. We have a high conversion rate from our Facebook group to sales yeah. because they are we nurture them and it's so, yeah. they know like and trust you yes really. exactly it's, right yes yeah, yeah. so yeah. um we uh, we spend a lot of time in our group starting conversations sharing valuable content doing live videos running polls answering all their questions we have a policy if you ask a marketing related question in that group someone will answer it we encourage the other members to answer the question, um, but if a answer remains unanswered, my business partner and I go in and we answer that question. Sure. Um, and so it's valuable. And I think that as a result, um, it's win-win. They get a lot of value out of this free resource, but we also um, get to get to know our customers so that what I described before where someone contacts me and says, oh, I've got a speaking opportunity and I've never heard of them before, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Can I ask one last thing? If you have a group mm-hmm. and you have a productized business or you have a service that you can offer for that, if it's coaching, if it's a book, if it's a course, do you sell that in the group or are these the people, and this is where I think the answer will be, are these people your super fans that will already follow you on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, wherever, that they'll already know that you've got that yeah. and you use those platforms as the opportunity to talk about that, not putting it in your group. Exactly. I don't sell in my group. Um, 
not overtly like, hey guys, here's a hot offer. But mm -hmm. actually the members of the group do a lot of the selling for me. You know, they'll yeah. say, because we run tactical masterclasses um, and we've had members of the group jump in the group and say, I just finished, you know, um, my call with Mia on the lead generation um, masterclass. It was so good. I really enjoyed it. I got so much out of it. Thank you. And then mm -hmm. other members of the group are saying, oh, what's this tactical masterclass? You know, <laughs> so you don't need to do that. I don't. And, and exactly as you said, they do follow you on other channels. Um, a tip, like a little hack is um, I post in my Facebook group as Mia, but sometimes just to make sure that the people in the group are following our Facebook page or our Instagram page, I will post on Facebook and then I will share that post in the group just so that people can go, oh, there's a, there's a public group that I'm not part of. Um, but interestingly, anywhere, like say on our website where we have a direct direct link to our socials, the Facebook link actually takes you to our group, not to our Facebook page because we okay. invest more in our group. Um, sure, sure. You know, it's, that's where the value is. Yep. Nice. All right. Great. Uh, great conversation. I think oh, that was a good one. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I know it's a, a heat of the moment kind of thing. And, and uh, I mean, I like a conversation when it's just like it's fresh. <laughs> because that way it makes the conversation more dynamic. I know if I did this with you in a couple more weeks, we'd be very much more reserved about it and that you'd probably be a bit more reflective and, yeah. and whatnot. But I like that kind of like, a bit of tension there, which works. But I think you've got a very level, cool head about this anyway. So perfect. Um, now, Mia, I've mentioned IDLO at the start there. Do you want to point some people to um, your group or to your platform, whatever it might be, if they're interested in it? Sure. So IDLO, we're all about helping brands and professionals DIY their marketing. Um, they can find us at IDLO.com. I'm going to spell it just because yeah, please do. we came up with this uh, great name, I-D-I-E-L-L-O. Uh, so that's IDLO.com. Our Facebook group, if you want to come and check it out, is the IDLO Creative Marketing Lab. And yeah, I really enjoyed the conversation. I thought it was fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on, Mia. Um, I know you've got another person within your business, um, Lana. Yeah. And um, maybe we have to have a conversation with her and yourself at one time and talk a bit more about what it is you do because um, that might help some creative designers market their business better. So I'd, I'd love to do that maybe one day soon. Yeah, we'd love that. Um, then you'd have two fiery marketers and not just one. And I'll just sit here very quietly <laughs> and let you guys talk. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, guys, for listening. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, um, how are you going? If you're listening to this, however, on Apple Podcasts and that's your chosen platform, please leave a review. That would be very much appreciated. And uh, I will speak to you in the next one. Cheers.